Jerry Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Hi, welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Oh, my guest that I have today lives down in an area that I used to work in. Santa Ana, California, and he and I were just exchanging some uh, some experiences from living down there. I loved Orange County. I love Santa Ana. I have very fond memories, but I'm glad to have this guy on the show. He's a rock star from what I understand and what he does. Please welcome Keith Conley. How you doing, Keith? I am fantastic. Uh, enjoying life. Glad to be here. Better than I deserve. Ooh, I like that. Better than I deserve. Worse than others, better than most. That's one of the words. <laughs> Keith, t- tell our audience exactly what your company does. Well, the name of our company is True Legacy Financial Planning. And, you know, we are in the financial services industry, uh, you know, doing anything from life insurance to investment management to financial planning. Uh, but, you know, it's really not so much what we do, it's who we do it for. Um, and how we do it, that that's really important, and, and why we do it. Expand on that, please, the who and the why. Yeah, well, I mean, we True Legacy specializes in working with high net worth business owners on issues such as uh, business succession planning. But in short, what we're really, really passionate about is helping business owners who have built an enormous amount of wealth, you know, several million dollars or more, and are very principled, family-driven people who care about the wealth going from one generation to the next without being sued away, addicted away, divorced away, but to have that wealth unite the family rather than divide it. The stats are clear, Jerry. Wealth that goes from one generation to the next is almost always lost. And True Legacy is on a mission to help people and multi-generations, 150 years or more, have that wealth stay in the family and work uh, for that family for many, many years. Oh, boy, that is outstanding. Because I would imagine that one of the biggest fears that very, very wealthy people have is losing or risking that wealth. Am I right? Well, you know, I was I was reading some articles the other day about baby boomers and inheritances, and and there's there's a very mixed reaction among baby boomers, which is the wealthiest generation in history. Uh, a lot of them really want to leave wealth, but they're afraid about of what it's going to do to their children and grandchildren. So some of them are like, well, I don't really care about it because I don't want it to ruin them. I don't want them to feel like they don't have to work. I don't want them to be caught up in all of these different difficult things that wealth can do, but doesn't have to. And so some of them want to leave wealth and they want to do it because they love their children and grandchildren, but they're afraid of what it's going to do to them. 
Interesting. So the average net um, net income uh, or net worth, I should say, of your clients is what? Two million or more. Okay, two million or more. Okay, so I can see why they might have that that fear factor or that concern. It's probably a better word. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, right. So what's the main challenge or problem, whatever that word is, that you solve for your clients? What is it that they really come to you for? They want the wealth to be built, accumulated, preserved, and transferred in the most effective manner. Gotcha. Now, as you know, this is a big branding podcast. So my question to you is, well, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you set yourself apart from all these other financial advisors and professionals out there? Yeah. They do the same thing that you do. Well, Jerry, there's three different types of advisors in my mind. Mm-hmm. There's... The, the product salesman who has a specific product that is the hammer to everyone's problem. They have that annuity. They have that policy that is a fit for everybody. That's what they have to offer. Um, and then there are other types of advisors, and there's many good advisors who fit the second category. They're the holistic financial advisor who can do that financial plan with the investment projections and the investment management, the tax and the insurance, and kind of tie everything together. They're very, very good at what they do. But in my estimation, that's not motivating enough to make clients make decisions that will influence them to make good decisions. The third type of... Well, yeah, but I want you to go ahead, but I want you to come back to that and expand on exactly what's going on there. Yeah. And who's the third type? And the third type of financial advisor is a financial advisor who is helps families be trained to make decisions with their finances that are based upon their values and their principles that will motivate them to make decisions that are in their best interest. So rather than saying, hey, I want to retire at this age with this amount of net worth, with this amount of income for this many years, my clients are concerned about how do I fulfill these things that make me define how I define a most ideal life. Oh, I love and I let, the client, I let the client define that. And then we use that to make our financial recommendations fit those uh, ideals for that client. And it gets very difficult sometimes because you're going to have couples uh, who have different values and, and different ideals. And you got to find ways to meet those uh, ideals for each of those individuals with your financial recommendations. Mm, I got you. So going to that circuit second category, uh, which, which in many ways is your competition. I've never heard about holistic and and holistic approach to financial planning. Talk about that. Well, I mean, and, and we do this as well. This is part of what we do. We just bring that extra value. Okay. But, you know, with holistic financial planning, we are looking at a client's entire financial picture and seeing how the pieces of the puzzle fit together, how their cash flow and budgeting, their taxes, their insurance, their investment, their estate planning, their charitable giving, how that all fits together rather than saying, hey, let's talk about tax, uh, you know, apart from estate planning and and, and uh, insurance and putting all those in showing clients how they all fit together. 
the reason that I don't think it's good enough for me as a financial planner to just do only that is clients aren't really interested in talking about taxes. They're not really interested in investment returns. They're not interested in whether or not they should buy a mutual fund versus individual stocks. They are interested in how can I spend more time with my grandkids? They are more interested in, hey, how can I have tax efficient wealth to leave to this charitable cause that I'm passionate about? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I would imagine in in your industry, especially in the space that that you dwell in, okay, the high net worth clients. Yes. What really bugs you? I bet there's a lot of bad intel, bad advice they're getting, misinformation. What, what do you? What's your take on all of that? There's a lot of noise out there, Jerry. There's a lot of people. You turn on cable, you know, news networks. Everyone has an opinion. It's all on the radio. There, it's very hard for people to know who to listen to, who to trust. And, and you know, just like in every industry, this isn't unique to financial services. There's a lot of bad apples out there. Uh, and, and so it's really difficult for some people to know who to trust and what decisions they need to make. Uh, and you're going to have someone who, who comes to them with a pitch, someone who comes to them leading with the recommendation. And that's really just not the best way to go. But you, you, but the client at the end of the day has to be ready to come to the table and to be ready to make uh, decisions. And it's my job just to be there when people are ready to have these conversations and figure it out what it is that they can or want to accomplish and how I can help them and help them feel comfortable to not only just come to the table, but implement the recommendations that I make. So do most of your clients come through referrals or do you do some kind of outreach? How do they, how do I, they find out about it? Yeah, most of my, uh, most of my clients come through referrals and networking. Okay. 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 Very good. Very good. So share with us one of your favorite client success stories. I'm sure you've got a ton of them, right? Because yes. I can, I can already tell you're a rock star in what you do. Okay, but but <laughs> but, but tell us about yourself in terms of a story. Uh, you know, I'm working with a business owner. He's 70 years old, and he wants to transfer the business to the son-in-law. Okay, and he's a very principled man of faith. He really um, loves his family. He has these ideals of leaving a legacy to not just the son-in-law and his wife, who's the business owner's daughter, but to all of the children. He has a very generous spirit. He wants to support this certain type of, of charitable organization. And he just wanted to hand over the keys to the son-in-law. And I said, stop. Let's find the best way to do this from a tax advantage standpoint would also be a blessing to the entire family. And they were asking me, should we do an installment sale or should we do it some other way? Cause they didn't know they were asking me. And so what I did was I led with that relationship with, Hey, before you hire me, let's do a business valuation. I'll pay for it. Uh, and so we did a business valuation and we talked about how the business was structured, you know, what kind of uh, ways we valued it several different ways. 
and we had a great conversation of, of really having a understanding of what it is that the business owner wanted to accomplish. And we had some hard numbers to really have some meaningful discussion other than just kind of pie in the sky stuff. We learned a lot about the business owner. We knew what questions to ask. And so what we're, we're doing is we're working with their attorney and with their tax professionals to come to this collaborative plan to transfer the business through a trust that will be the most tax efficient for the business owner where they can generate income. They can leave a legacy to the other children and also gift portions of the business ownership to the son-in-law in a way that will bless the son-in-law and his wife as well. Very, very complex, but very, very fulfilling. And it's just been a, you know, once we got to the business owner to the table, we knew what they wanted to accomplish and we helped them realize the strategy to meet all of those um, ideals as the client defined them in ways that they never even dreamed of. If you don't mind me asking, what type of industry are they in? What what business? Uh, Medical devices. Medical devices. Very good. Very good. So what's your journey? What's your story, my friend? How did you get to become this whiz? Okay. (laughs) This rock star. Talk to me. Yeah. I didn't didn't start out in financial services. I actually started out in pastoral ministry. Oh, Uh, okay. And but I grew up the son of a business owner. My my father was in the logistics industry for over 40 years. Very, very successful. And I grew up him making decisions. I learned how to make decisions from my father. I learned about all the challenges that he had. But my heart was really in ministry. And, and in many ways, it still is. And people say to me, oh, you're you went from a pastor to a business owner. Like those are so diametrically opposed. Not really. I'm still asking a lot of questions. I'm still providing a lot of counseling per se, just in the area of finances. It's really not that different. Uh, Once I was involved in pastoral ministry for a year, a few years, I just realized that that wasn't really my full-time calling, even though I'm still very much involved in the life of my church. Um, And I was looking for some way to support my family once I realized that pastoral ministry wasn't my full-time calling. Uh, And my wife and I were newly married and we moved from Portland, Oregon, back to Pennsylvania where I grew up. And I became uh, employed through a local um, agency of the state of Pennsylvania that serviced several billion dollars of federal student loans. And from there I was helping uh, new college students learn different ways to qualify for free grant money to go towards college. So I was helping them get money for college. I was learning about tax forms, the free application for federal student aid. And I had never really been interested in finance. Hey, this is actually kind of interesting. I never heard of an S-Corp. What's that? And and then I got a promotion and I went from the state grant department to default collection. So I always make the joke that I went from giving away free money to actually forcibly taking money for people who weren't <laughs> loans. So I went from everybody's best friend to everyone's nightmare. And my job was literally to garnish people's paychecks. That was my job. And to tell them you're SOL, you know, figure it out. Uh, but I really wanted to be on the side of of the client in terms of financial planning. I started reading a lot about personal finance, debt, cash flow, 
investing. And I became aware of, of the certified financial planner designation. And I, and I knew I was interested in financial planning, but I also knew I didn't know what I didn't know. Wow. And no offense to the big, you know, box uh, financial planning firms, you know, the Ameriprises, the New York Lives, they're, they're fine companies and there's mostly nothing wrong with them. But what I didn't want to do was not really have a foundation to be that fiduciary rock star financial advisor, get go through their training, which was biased towards what they were doing, have them pressure me to bring them all my friends, family, neighbors, and whoever else I met to have a, a trainer tell my friends and family and neighbors what they needed to do with their money. And I didn't know one way or the other. So I actually, with my own money, bought the education requirement, the certified financial planner designation. And I poured into it in the, in outside of work, I spent my time learning the certified financial planning curriculum. And by the time I was done, I went from being barely able to tell you what a stock was to passing the certified financial planning exam. Oh, CFP. Which is, which is the hardest exam in the entire industry. What I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and so I actually took the CFP exam before any of my licensing exams. In the meantime, my wife and I were fostering three children in the foster care system, and we ended up adopting them. Oh. Uh, and family circumstances really required us to move back to Southern California, where my wife and I had met and where my wife's family was. I, I tease people that I, I arrived in California, our stuff arrived. I unloaded the truck and I said goodbye to my family. I didn't really, but I was pretty much out of commission. I was working a job uh, uh, and I was also studying for the CFP exam. So I studied the CFP exam. I passed and I met the man who's now my mentor and I've been building this business ever since. Holy cow. Wow. And what's your educational background? Uh, I have a bachelor's of arts in Bible and theology with an emphasis in Koinia Greek, which is the Greek that the New Testament was written in. And I have a master's of divinity, which is the degree that pastors receive. And I have a master's level certificate in financial planning from what Indiana Wesleyan University. Isn't that amazing? So what is your zone of genius? What is that main or big nut that you help crack? for your clients? The financial planning industry is super good at helping families accumulate, preserve, and leave wealth. The sin of our industry is that's where we stop. So what True Legacy does is we are actually taking the next step and doing what we call preparing the next steward. And so we are working with the matriarch and the patriarch of the family to help them craft a story that will be told to multiple generations of the family so that they are united and have a common bond through that story. And then from that story, we are helping them delineate principles and values upon which future decisions regarding the wealth that will be transferred from one generation to the next will be made. Wow. And so we are working with multiple generations of the family to prepare them to receive the wealth with joy and contentment, unite the family rather than it being sued away, divorced away, addicted away, 
Um, and all these things that happen when people receive a large sum of money that they've never seen before. And so the mission of True Legacy is to create legacies lasting generations. Love it. So going back to your target audience, your ideal clients, you talked about the net worth, which is usually a million or two million and above, if I heard that correctly? Correct. Okay. In a wide range of industries, anything else about who you love to serve and who you love to work with because people are tuning in and I'm sure they're loving what they're hearing and they're going to say, wow, I want this guy can help me. Yeah. Well, I love working with the business owners who are very family centric. Okay. Uh, but with my pastoral ministry background, um, I also serve ministers and churches and my big hairy dream is to someday provide financial planning services to ministers and churches at no cost. I'm not quite able to do that yet. I, for many churches, I'm able to do it at a reduced cost, but my big hairy dream is to someday do that at no charge. So are you commission-based or fee-based? I'm fee-based. Excellent. Excellent. So how do people get a hold of you? I mean, I'm sure people are like, wow, this is the kind of guy that I want steering yeah. the financial path what are your yeah, i appreciate that yeah go ahead yeah uh, i'm very active on linkedin keith conley um based out of tustin california uh and my website is true legacy fp so true legacy financial planning.com okay and it's conley c-o-n-l-e-y right correct yes now, now keith before we sign off is there one last thing that you would like to say to someone who's tuning in and loving what they're hearing. Yeah, if you have any interest in values-based financial planning, what I always offer uh, individuals rather than businesses, but you know, a lot of times it's business owners who are coming to me, I offer them a complimentary 60 to 90 minute values-based financial roadmap. And I do that at no cost. And a lot of times someone will say, I already have a financial advisor. I, I uh, don't know if I need a financial advisor. I don't know who is the best financial advisor for me. So what we do is we go through a 60 to 90 minute appointment. We can do it over Zoom. We can do it in person if you're local. And the thing I promise you is two things. First is I'm not going to sell you anything or make any recommendations. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. But the other thing that I promise you is that you will, I guarantee you that one way or the other at the end of that appointment, you will know whether or not we are a fit. Well, man, I love it. All right. You're not going to try to sell something. You're not going to make recommendations. He's going to determine if you are a good fit. And what I hear there, my friend, is how heart-based you are. Yes. And I feel the Holy Spirit within you. I really do. I, I get it. I appreciate I that. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you're Orange County, you're Santa Ana, you're God-fearing, church-going guy like myself. Amen, my friend. Yeah, and I am, but I am working with folks all across the nation. I have folks in Virginia and West Virginia and New Jersey, and uh, and so that's why I'm able to do this virtually, and that's the way I want to do it. All right, fantastic. All right, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, listen, thanks again for being here, and to our audience. Thank you for being here. And so until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist signing off. Take care.
Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandFordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.